Why do you keep on pointing at me like that? <laughs> Podcast started. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. All right. But yeah, anyway. Chicken pot, chicken pot, pot, chicken pot, chicken Welcome to Unrelenting Pressure. This is your host, Ryan and Hunter. Welcome. <laughs> <laughs> we'll work on that. Yeah, but anyway, well, trying to think of how do you do an intro to a podcast? This is the beginning part of our episode where yeah. we talk about starting a podcast from scratch, where mm-hmm. we know absolutely nothing about podcasting. Fair enough. So we want to do an intro to a podcast. We're not really sure how to do it, but we know that we want to do something. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I was thinking like either like a little bit of music in the beginning. Yeah. And then from that music fade to welcome to unrelenting pressure. And then it goes right into our podcast. It's kind of funny because it's like we're constantly doing our um, like movie commercial voice, mushy trailer voice. Yeah. yeah mo- <laughs> a movie trailer voice is exactly that every single time. I mean, what, what voice do you use? I sure I do the same thing. Welcome to unrelenting pressure. I don't know. I'm trying to think of like in other the po- land. Uh oh. Scratch it. What? No. I don't want people to know where I live. Oh. Well, what they gonna like? I don't know out. what house you live in. I'll anyway. cut it out. <laughs> it's all right. Do a little edit. Yeah. There you go. You can do the. Um, now I got to remember. I got to mark it down. It was a minute twenty-four. Yeah. You do the Howard Stern thing where. Oh no! What is who is it? Um, you remember the Late Late Show with something Ferguson? I honestly never watched TV. No, oh, I mean this—he's not even on anymore. It's been like ten years since he was mm-hmm. on. But I always get into like um, YouTube holes with him, where it's just compilation videos of you know best things that he's done and all that kind of stuff. So they weren't allowed to curse like at all at on TV Got at it. that time. So every time he says something, it they post like a a French flag over his mouth, and he goes. And it's like a dubbed over, ooh la la. <laughs> it's, it's really funny. <laughs> That's pretty funny. And he's I was going to say like too, a quack, so you know, it's like, quack. Yeah, exactly. It's just the same, like same a little thing. quack. Yeah. I mean, I guess ooh-la-la. we could do that. Quack. <laughs> okay. All right. No, no reference to actual location. Yes. But anyway, yeah, I was trying to think, like, as we're working through this, yeah. trying to build this podcast, because we have no clue what we're doing, but we know that we want to do it. And we already started doing it because we already invested in stuff. Yeah. But you as far as the intro, it's like, eh, I mean, honestly, this could be the intro. Yeah. How to start a podcast. I, sort of, I like and the a, intro. And other baloney. Right. With Hunter and Ryan. There you go. Everybody likes baloney. Maybe they, maybe we'll call the podcast that. And other um, pork roll. We could just call it the other baloney podcast. The other baloney podcast. Instead of that un- sounds pretty cool. You should write that pressure. down. Okay. Noted. <laughs> the, I kind of like that. The other baloney podcast. <laughs> or we could call it the other Gabagool podcast. Oh, that's even funnier, actually. <laughs> I don't know if we're like Jersey enough to make it like that. You know what I mean? Everybody's going to be expecting some like grease balls to hop on. and like, yeah. Hey, oh, what are you, you doing? Smack my old lady around or something. Until they realize it's just us. Yeah. Uh, if we start doing video, like, why aren't these guys wearing wife beaters right now? Mm, what is going well, on? We could. We could. <laughs> yeah. <I think> <laughs> that we definitely have to work out beforehand. Uh, I have no clue how to spell baloney. Oh, balagna. Balagna. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. it's <laughs> just like gabagool. It yeah, sounds know, nothing right? like how it's spelled. It's so <laughs> weird. We do that, though, to to Gabagool. Yeah, it took me years. Years. I was watching The Sopranos like uh I think like 3 years ago, 4 years ago to figure out that Gabagool is Capicola. Yeah. I, I had no idea for so long. I'm not even going to lie. Life. I think I realized this like 3 months ago. It's insane. 
Like I, I, we have so bastardized that word. That one is more bastardized, I think, than any other Italian word, any other like American Italian or New Jersey American yeah. Italian. You mean Galamad? Italian American. What? Galamad. Oh, like oh, Calamad. Yeah, <laughs> it's so ridiculous. <laughs> You're like, what, what is it? Calamari? Mutadella. <laughs> that would be a fun game, actually. It's like, what does this New Jersey Italian American word equal? And then no, get like people from like a... the Midwest to try and guess it, who have no idea at all. I saw this really funny skit on YouTube where they were like, it was like a spelling bee, but it was Italian <laughs> words, and the kids had to go up there. Oh, I, I'll pull good. it up at some point. But that's it, really it funny. It was freaking hysterical, that is and so I was funny. dying. <laughs> um, spell the word gabagool. <laughs> spell. Uh, can you use it in a sentence? Uh, Oh shit! Can't you go over there and grab the gabagool uh, yeah, for me? <laughs> My gumad picked me up some gabagool on the way home from work. <laughs> that was more Christopher Walken than New Jersey. Yeah, a little bit, but uh, it's okay. What where he's from? Christopher Walken. What he is? Seems it? like a guy who'd be from New Jersey or New York. Christopher Walken. Uh, you know, I'm curious yeah, about look that up. actually, because there's a lot of people from New Jersey. Yeah, these people always. Ask me where I'm from. Always walking around. I say. Astoria, New York. I came from the cowbell. He is from Astoria, New York. Now, see, I told you. Uh huh. Yeah. Where's Astoria? Well, I'm looking it up right now. Astoria is in Queens. Oh, so he's from New York, New York. He's from New York, New York. Yeah. Uh huh. You're just having that conversation with. When I was in Utah Mm -hmm. this past weekend, so it's like family friends have the place who, and they live. Are from San Diego area. Okay. So we were hanging out in Utah, and I forget how we get on the subject, but we're talking about the difference between New York City and mm-hmm. like New York State. Yeah, big difference. They're not even the same thing. I don't no, know. not like, at all. They should have separate names, in my opinion. They should. And separate, like, uh, honestly, like electorates and stuff like that, because they're so drastically different from each other, not yep. even related. And that's not even like a South Jersey, North Jersey thing. It's New York City and its imprint. So, like, an hour outside of New York City, and then everything else that's in New York State. Yeah, you're which going is from a like, lot more. That's like six more hours of driving north. Yep. You're going from like the mecca of the United States, besides maybe like L.A. Yeah, I and guess. then woods. Yeah, it's just woods, woods and mountains, woods. and, and de- it's just like they're completely different. Yeah, and dilapidating cities. Yes, oh. unfortunately, New yeah. York State is like the empire of. It's like the Ottoman Empire. <laughs> it's like they, it was so huge in a weird part of time, right? From like 1820 or something like that to like 1910 with lumber and electricity and um, the canals and stuff like that. Yeah. And then it just became so irrelevant and is so, is so deprived now. Yeah. I mean, a lot of the industries just ended up drying up or moving yeah. away. Kodak, uh, Rochester was like a fucking mecca. Mm-hmm. Kodak was there. A bunch of that industry was there. And everything's bankrupt now. R- Rochester has, oh, my, I just visited my friend who was there. Mm-hmm. And she said it has the same murder rate as Chicago. Really? Yeah. That's interesting. Which is wild. That is pretty wild. I was like, it's hard to believe that. It's like a lot smaller of a city, but. Maybe it's like murder per like capita or something like that. Yeah. But anyway, yeah. Weird, weird difference between the states. Yeah, definitely agreed. But uh, yeah, you said you haven't been working out this week, right? Yeah, well, no, I've worked out this week. Okay. But when I got back on... Some, oh, I did the red eye back from Utah. Ew. Oh, it was so horrible. It's a Gross. Philly as well. 
So I get back into Philly at, I think, like 5.30 in the morning. In the morning? Yeah. Woof. Yeah, total woof. And then my bags took like 45 minutes to show up. The shuttle forgot about us. So I waited 45 minutes for the shuttle. Oh, my God. And then by that time, it was basically like 7.30 or so, which is rush hour, right? (laughs) Which I don't know why so many people were going north from Philly. Yeah, that's pretty interesting. It doesn't make sense to me. That's a reverse commute in my mind. Yeah. So, and because I was looking at the southbound and there was like no cars there. I'm like, what's, that doesn't make any sense to me. That's interesting. So then it took me an hour and 40 minutes to get home and now it's nine o'clock basically. Yeah. And I had to work the full work day Ew. on top of that. And I was like, oh, I was so fucked. From yeah. It. it was brutal. That sucks. Yeah. So yeah, traveling, tra- I mean, it's like, at least you were kind of on vacation, right? But like traveling yeah, that was sucks, man. Mm-hmm. Traveling, getting on a plane. And just being stuck in a chair for extended periods of time is yeah. just horrible. Yeah. It destroys horrible. my hips. My hips get I, so my sciatic has been up. that's another reason why I've struggled mm-hmm. to work out this week is my yeah. sciatic has been horrible. Yeah. Like I, I was Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, my leg has just been like throbbing, like yeah. the sciatica thing. It's my only my right leg, but it's just been brutal. You should work on glute activation on that side. Really try to get yeah, that. Glute I have to actually fire. great glute ap- activation now. Yeah. Well, yeah, I can really, really, really feel it now. And I do it when I walk on the treadmill yeah. before I work out. And yep. I'm just like doing a little bit longer of a gait okay. and really can squeeze my glutes and really feel it. So yeah, that's been great. That's that's actually been motivating. Um, getting that sucker to fire right. Yeah, getting my ass to squeeze. Yeah. I feel more protected now if I were ever to go to jail. There you go. One of the benefits of having big glutes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, is it though? So if you have big glutes, people want to fuck you. Is that what it is? Right. But you can clench harder. Exactly. So, I don't know. It's a double-edged sword. <laughs> yeah, I suppose that's an interesting one. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I'd rather just be able to deadlift and squat a shit ton of weight yeah. and have a big butt than, I guess, the secondary to that is uh-huh. I can clench real okay, hard. That's how it is. <laughs> but then you got some big dude going, oh, I bet that boy can clench real hard. I feel good. <laughs> All right, that's it. We can't uh, release this much. podcast. Yeah. It went too far on. south. People it went too far south. We're people done. Don't mind. I'm tapping out. People, people don't mind. <laughs> that's our audience. So, I'm, what what did you end up working out this week? Oh, so yeah, so I got back in on Wednesday. Okay. Um, and I did uh, chest, try shoulders. Okay. And uh, I had a great workout. It was really good. My chest, and I have a hard time activating my chest actually. Um, but I've had a, a sore chest for the past couple of days now, which is. I think a good indicator at least. Nice. Yeah. So. Yeah. I mean, it's like, it's tricky because sometimes if you're going like back to back to back to back and you yeah. never take that time off, you don't realize it, but your chest hasn't fully recovered, right? Sure. So now you gave a pretty good chunk of time. Yeah. Chest was fully recovered, went in there, crushed that workout, and now you're getting some good results. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully. Right. So. But yeah, that sucks, man. Yeah. One of the hardest things is it's like, you don't want to go, just go there and go through the motions. It's the best thing yeah. you can do. Just go there, get a sweat in. Even if you just go on the treadmill for 30 minutes, Yeah. like just get in there and move because I can guarantee you one of the worst things that you can do for your sciatica is like not move. Oh, right. So you got to loosen everything it's up. It's sitting. I mean, that's why mm-hmm. I, I had it. That's why it flared up again was just, you know, super long air travel yep. confined in a space sitting yep. in awkward spots yep Hate then it. driving all that kind of shit so what did you do when you went to utah did you ski or snowboard i snowboarded snowboarded okay yeah, yeah. you were talking about switching to skiing i skied at the end of our second day yeah we like finished up like a late lunch and then me and my dad swapped okay um so he snowboarded down and i skied down got it and dude i was dying really i could not believe how hard it was really oh my god yeah 
Like I can like ski fine. You know, I was going down, you know, blues and stuff. Right. But physically it was so much more exhausting. I now, you know, bear in mind it was the end of the day. Right. So we were already pretty beat. Yeah. But I figured it would be like a little bit of different muscles and I would feel a little bit more refreshed or something like that. Were you sore the next day? I was, I wasn't really sore, but like I was in so much pain going down. Like I literally felt like I was doing a, like a burnout set of squats of, of squats or leg extensions or something like that. But I couldn't stop. That's so I couldn't funny. stop because yep. I had I had to keep on doing it. I had to get down the mountain. Yeah, it was insanely more difficult. And wow. In that moment, maybe it's because I haven't done it in super long, right? So I'm not using the same muscles. Yeah. Yada yada. But it was brutal. Yeah, but it's also like, when was the last time that you skied? Yeah, probably like three, four years ago. And then you went down, not like a little mountain. You went down yeah, a yeah, Utah mountain. Yeah, no, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So definitely. You know, ease into it, but. But it was fun. Funny. I was glad to have tried it again. Yeah, I was going to do it again the next day, but I was already so beat up. That was, you know, I was starting the third day of in a row skiing. Yeah. So it was. Just How many days did you go? How many days in a row did you ski? Three. Three. Three days, yeah. Every okay. day we were there. Got it. Nice. Yeah. That's awesome. It was fun. And then my dad snowboarded the last day. Nice. So he knows how to do both, and he was good. He kept up with me for the most part. Nice on a, on a snowboard. That's pretty sweet. Day. Yeah, I know. Fun. I want to switch over to skiing because much of that same point. It's like. You don't see old snowboarders. You, you don't only really. see old skiers. Yeah, but maybe it's because skiing wasn't or snowboarding wasn't as popular back then. I mean, there's a point for, to that. For, like for old old people, right? Because my dad's 55. He's not old old or anything like that. Right? Yeah. So I think maybe he was on like the cusp of snowboarding gaining popularity. Yeah. Which is why he learned how to do it. Got it. In like freshman year of college type of deal. Yeah. Maybe that's why, but. I don't know. I'm conflicted on which one is worse or which one's tougher on your body. Because snowboarding, you have to sit down pretty much every time you clip in. I was going to say, that's my thing. I just don't want to sit on my butt anymore to strap my freaking boot in. Dude, but was, then again, in somewhat in my defense or against my defense, I was a fat piece of shit. <laughs> so sitting down on the ground and leaning over my beer belly to strap my boot on was not fun. I do not know how any fat man could snowboard. I don't know. I, my dad and I were talking about it too, because I mean, we're both not out of shape or anything. Yeah, I was struggling so hard <laughs> to just lean over and cl- ever, it's so annoying. Ever, every time I was done with the boot, I had to sit back and be like, oh, <laughs> catch your oh, breath. My God, that was so. It's different. like a workout. It was pin down and touch your toes. It was so, yeah. It was harder than actually <laughs> snowboarding down the mountain. Yeah, I know. Oh my God, it's so funny. Uh, that tells me I got to work on you know stretching. Yeah, it's total. I've gotten so tight, like we were talking about last time. Yeah. But fuck, it was brutal. Oh my god! But yeah, yeah. I, I mean, know. that's I, the only reason why I don't want to snowboard anymore yeah. is I don't want to strap my boot on every oh, single time, and I don't yeah. want to sit on the ground. So if I switch to skiing, get right off the ski lift, go right down I the do mountain. I like the concept of that. Uh huh. Super easy. They have these new snowboard bindings now where you can just clip in a lot. Like yeah, you a, just a stamp like your foot down, right? Yeah. yeah. There's mixed mixed reviews on. It. I've never used them. I've never seen one like in person either. Yeah. But from a couple of people I've talked to, they don't like them. But, uh, so what are you trying to say? That my snowboard that's 15 years old is uh, too outdated? Yeah, it's, it's, quite, it's, quite, it's quite too outdated. But yep. that's okay. I mean, I'm due for an upgrade. Just like knock a kid over on, on the mountain and steal a snowboard. You're a bigger guy. Yeah, that's how that's how today's day and age works, right? Yeah, you just it's the west. The, the bigger, just go skiing out west. <laughs> that's why they call it the wild west. 
you know? The bigger, say, the say bigger some, stronger people just yeah. get to do whatever they want. Exactly take the snowboard. Exactly. Got it. Well, I mean, what do I do all these squats and deadlifts for? Uh, I right? thought it was specifically for theft. It's steel snowboards yeah. on a mountain. Really, out west. you're building character for these. Got it. Twenty year olds. Okay. Because you can't steal like a child. It would be too. It would be too small. Yes. But you steal like some, you know, some kid in college who's out on spring break or something like that. So there's good theft and there's bad theft. Bad theft is stealing from a little kid, but good theft is stealing from a 20 year old. It depends. I don't, I think it's good and bad in the concept of what you get out of it. Mm. Right. So you wouldn't steal things from a child that you couldn't use as effectively. I mean, that is a good point. You know what I mean? But children have really cool light up sneakers. Right. So say you find like a really big footed child that my feet fit into yeah exactly and then steal, steal their, their light up sneakers, sneakers right got it okay. i think that would be cool that would Noted. make sense i'll remember that next time i go out to the wild west yeah or next time you're <laughs> patrolling a, uh, a uh, an elementary school or middle school mm. since you do have a mustache now you know uh. <laughs> what? <laughs> what are you trying to say i'm saying you're a pedophile that's uh. what, exactly what i'm saying <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait. So I like the shave to the mustache every once in a while. Yeah, I think I do too. Okay. It's fucking funny. It's hilarious, dude. You catch yourself in a mirror. I look so ridiculous. And you just look yourself in the eyes like, people see me like this. Yep. It is so fucking funny. But here, here's the funnier part. Yeah. I do it intentionally. Yeah. And there's a reason behind it. Okay, what's So it? perfect case in point is I walked into work the other day. Mm-hmm. I must have had 20 people come up to me and go, oh, bro, mustache. Look at that thing. Like, I'm liking the mustache, man. Like, oh, I'm sorry, officer. Are you going to write me a ticket with that mustache? And just like, I get so much shit for this mustache. And it's just like, so hold on a second. Let's rewind. So if I went from having no facial hair to Uh a beard, no one would blink, right? It'd just be like, oh, no big deal. You went from nothing to a beard. And it's just like, all right, if I went the reverse, I went from like a big beard to nothing. You'd be like, oh, it looks like you lost a lot of weight. Or like, oh, it looks like you got a little bit younger. But for some fucking reason, you go from any of those two to a mustache. It's like people's minds explode and they just can't comprehend it. They're like, oh, you're either a police officer or you're a pedophile, (laughs) right? There's like no in between. Oh, it's just the stereotypes around mustaches, right? Everybody has fun making fun of them. Well, I I laugh because it's, well, you know, the previous generations like mustaches were the thing yeah like my it's dad still has a fucking mustache oh, does right? it really? That's yeah cool. yeah there's so many like older people yeah got to be careful with how i say that word older people what do you mean but they have mustaches <laughs> what were you just say, like geriatrics or something <laughs> no but i like to do it because i remember one of my previous bosses like i shaved the mustache and he was just like oh like you know, why, why'd you shave to that mustache? I'm like, I don't know, it's just a mustache. He's yeah. like, I would never do that. I'm like, that's because <laughs> that's because you think way too highly of yourself, yeah, right? So I like to do it just for like a practicing humility. Because oh, it's like, okay. you know you look freaking ridiculous. Yeah. But that's part of the point is you can't take yourself too serious. Sure. Like it's good to like go out and look like a dummy sometimes because it's like, it's good practice for what do I give a shit what anyone else thinks anyway, Yeah. right? Oh, it's just cool. a little bit of hair above my upper lip. Yeah. You know what I mean? But the problem is, is that so many movies depict people with mustaches as pedophiles and rapists. Yeah. And yeah. it's the younger generation that they see someone young with a mustache, they're like, oh, stay away from that guy. Yeah. Because sure. it's been like reinforced in them through so many freaking movies oh, yeah. that mustaches are dangerous. Yeah. I mean, I should get a shirt that says that. What? Mustaches are dangerous. That, would, that is true. That is true. <laughs> that actually sounds like a pretty I'm cool trying to shirt. think of like soft characters in media that 
have had mustaches, but I can't really think of any. I just there's so many like people. Tom Selleck, right? He's always like a cop or something like that. Yeah. Well, I just think it's so funny because so many people come up to me and they're like, "Oh, cool mustache! I could never do that." Yeah. And then I immediately immediately go, Haha, "Because you're soft. <laughs> <laughs> like you think you weigh too highly funny. of yourself. Yeah. yeah, you're right. You would never wear a mustache, right? It's this weird thing where they have this like personal like self-image of themselves yeah. and they think that they're way too good for, to wear a mustache because a mustache would make them look stupid it's like, but that's the point sure that is the point is to get yourself out of your comfort zone make yourself look stupid sometimes it's I do, okay i do support that theory i like i like the concept of just and making it's really yourself easy. look stupid intentionally or something like that just to just because you can right and but the here's the best part it. is when i'm done with it i can go right back to being normal yeah right. no no cost no yeah, anything yeah, right no cost right but yeah, I think the funnier part is when I was serving tables, I would shave to the mustache, and oh, it's just yeah. like that one's no that one's pretty hard, that one is right? Because yeah. you're going up and greeting people at tables yeah, with freaking mustache, and you know you look <laughs> silly, but especially at a Chuck E. Cheese. <laughs> that one gets a little bit more. Oh lux. man, I almost fell off my fucking chair. Yeah. Woof, you Chuck E. Cheese, come out of the ball <laughs> pit. Would you like some more pizza? <laughs> the rat cooked it in the back. Would you like some extra cheese? Girls. <laughs> <laughs> I do I do love the concept of Chuck E. Cheese though. If it wasn't for all the kids, I'd still go. Chucky, do they even have good pizza? No, it's horrible. That's they went thought. through like that thing where they were combining leftover pizzas. Were they? Yeah, they got like a I don't know if it was real oh or not, or maybe it's an urban legend thing, but like they would you know, obviously you got a pie and you got all the slices, right? So say a family or a bunch of kids only ate one third of the pie, right? They would recycle And like that another pizza? pie, they eat two thirds of it. Oh they would take God. that and they just slice it in there. No way. Because you remember how their slices were yeah. in. Like it's all cardboardy, right? So it's yeah. really easy just to plop together. No way. That's next level. There's some problems next with level, that. Next level, right? Yeah. <laughs> There's some problems with that. Yeah, just from like an allergy standpoint, right? Uh, it's like, what if someone freaking, like so many, yeah, so, so many, many problems. Ways. Yeah, there's that. Wow. That's a... <laughs> an allergy thing, though. Uh-oh. Chuck E. Cheese is going to sue our little podcast for I think they're bankrupt defamation. or something. I, don't, I have no idea. Their lawsuits are probably all they're covering gonna like... They're going to find us. This episode's going to explode to six trillion views and they're yeah. going to come and sue us for some reason. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> all right, you can take my mics. Yeah. <laughs> take, take my microphones i bought oh no Wee herman's gonna be their <laughs> spokesperson or something <laughs> why? what's up with the crazy sewing guys why Wee herman <laughs> no he's like a pedophile kid guy <laughs> i mean he didn't get in trouble for touching kids but he got in trouble for jerking off in a uh a movie theater so oh, here Wee herman's gonna <laughs> write us a song Dad's lawsuit got no money left <laughs> exactly he's gonna come for every penny well, that i have all right well, just, he can't do it <laughs> That guy, that guy definitely can't clench his butt hard. He doesn't have good glute activation. We're done. This Why? is it. Look, we can talk about this stuff. What's the big deal? Are we allowed? Why not? I we didn't say anything. I don't right? know. This is good podcast learning. Are we allowed good. to talk about this shit? Well, we'll find out later. Allegedly. allegedly. I, I, learned allegedly. From the, I learned from the Pat <laughs> McAfee show yeah. that if you say allegedly, everything is okay. Good. Well, we can put the disclaimer, just like more plates, more plates, or more dates, more, more plates, plates, more, more dates, dates, excuse me. Um... And like Greg Duchette and everybody does where they they do it like a 15 second like teaser of what they're going to talk about on the whole episode. And they cut it right before they say the important thing. And then it goes to their disclaimer of, you know, I'm not a medical doctor, blah, 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 blah all that kind of stuff. Warning. Yeah. In this episode, 
let us put a disclaimer out that everything that we were talking about is allegedly and we mean no harm. Yeah, exactly. Just like that. Is that good? Did yeah. we cover ourselves there? Uh, I think so. All right, perfect. Hopefully uh, that does a trick. Yeah. Let me the... let me reach out to my lawyer. Yeah. Hey, Cody. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Cody's our sound guy. Okay, Cody's our sound Oh, yeah. Was... He's, a, he's a sound lawyer. Technician. Well. Yeah. No, no, no. He does law sound or sound law. He's sound law. Yes, yeah. sound law. Sound law. He did, he's a sound technician who also practices law. Yes. In our imaginary yeah. <laughs> upstairs he's, studio. He's like Batman, but if he was a lawyer as well, right? Got it. Because he's got that echo sound and all that. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Very interesting fellow. Yep, yep. <laughs> but anyhow, I guess we can move on from that topic. Sure. Uh, I've been crushing it, man. I've been crushing it in the gym. Yeah. Uh, Hell yeah, good. Been losing some weight. Oh, yeah. Freaking sucks. Cutting calories back and trying to work out hard oh. is not easy. No, that's like the it worst part. super sucks. Yeah. Because you can't do any fucking weight. Yeah. Everything feels like it weighs 6,000 pounds. Yep. You have no energy, and it's just a grind. Yeah. And like, my thing is, I'm, like, I'm just a fat piece of shit, so, like, <laughs> just... say that. <laughs> what? I'm not allowed to say that? Sorry. Let me put another disclaimer in there. Oh, actually, yeah, the obese <laughs> people will be upset by that. Yeah, you're right. Disclaimer, Especially. I'm not speaking for anyone else besides myself. <laughs> Especially when you're like... I'm 206 pounds and 13% body fat. <laughs> well, I just, I just laugh because it's like, you know, I'm in pretty good shape, yeah. got pretty good mile time, pretty good lifts, <laughs> and it's like I look in the mirror and I'm a fat piece of shit, oh, yeah, body, you know? But then, but then I start losing weight and like I lose a pretty good chunk of weight yeah. and I'm like, man... I'm still fat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, how fat was I? That's funny. Like, man, I, I like literally, I lost like 15 pounds. Did you I'm really? Like, yeah, wow, lost, that's like, a lot of weight. Pounds. I know. Oh, shit, I'm like, man, I can, hopefully I can see my abs when I lose 15 pounds. Yeah. And now I'm sitting here going, man, how much more weight do I have to lose to see my abs? <sighs> like, yeah. I'm still fat. We were talking it's about incredible. that last time. We were like, I don't know. I guess you just have bad ab genetics. You know what I mean? Because last summer you were you were cut up for sure. You know, yeah. lean out. Yeah, I, I I got in pretty good shape last summer, but it's yeah. just like this no, summer I wanted to. I think last summer I was right around like two hundred. Oh yeah. Yeah, I was pretty close. Right now I think I, I weighed myself last weekend mm-hmm. and I was two oh four. Oh right. So I started out at two fifteen. Wow man, yeah, it's yeah. a lot of weight to drop. I was at two fifteen, dropped down to two oh four last how long? weekend. Uh, it was like a month and a half. Sweet, that's a good rate. Yeah. You know, you don't want to lose weight too. Yeah. Jackson, sorry. On the thing. Pups. Uh, Pup's acting up. We're getting all excited, and he's getting excited. You got to lay down, buddy. He's like, I like you, buddy. You're 215. Yeah. You're so fluffy. Yeah, I'm a good boy. (laughs) (laughs) I got the bacon out of the fridge. If you want to feed me your extra food, I'm okay with that, yeah. I'll help you lose weight. (laughs) (laughs) Lay down. You don't need to lose weight, Jax. Lay down. There you go. Anyway. Yeah, it's like... That's exciting, though. Good job. Yeah, I lose so much weight, and then it's just like... It just goes to show like how difficult like these bodybuilding shows are oh, and how these dudes lose all this weight yeah. and get down to like two percent body fat i just They're don't understand yeah, like three like, percent body fat it's i insane. don't understand how you stay under 10 percent body fat for like it's indefinitely. i mean when you look at the classic era um like the golden era of bodybuilding you know the arnold uh Tom Platts, all that type of stuff right yeah. they didn't have the same cutting steroids as they do these days like trend like trend never existed um back then or anything like that which is like a superior cutting you just go crazy when you take it but um yeah they didn't have that they didn't have halo they didn't have all these other types of cutting uh things so they just didn't get as lean so you compare their physiques like arnold however many time olympia and you compare them to modern day 
I mean, the open is forget about it, which is insane how big they can be and that lean as well. But you compare it to any of the top athletes today, and they are just drastically different in body fat composition. Like Arnold's yeah. got like barely any abs in a lot of his videos yeah. and a lot yep. of his winnings. And you compare that now, which have insanely deep um, ab cuts. Yeah. And it's just, I think, I think it has to be drugs to a degree. I mean, I don't know, you man. Know? I, I mean, it, it just like, I eat a lot of food. Yeah. Right. So all I'm doing now is like, and my problem is not that I eat bad food. I just eat a lot of good food. Yeah. I just eat so much food. But it's like, I told you this, where it's like, my problem is, is that I force fed myself for so many years to sure. try to get bigger. Yeah. And now I have a problem where I don't feel full. I, I don't feel satisfied until I'm like really full. Yeah. So even though I eat like a lot of like chicken, rice, broccoli yeah. and Greek yogurt, sure. it's like I eat so much chicken, rice, broccoli and Greek yeah. yogurt. And right. I just eat so much of it. Yeah. So like now my thing is, is that like the HelloFresh is good because it like portion yeah, controls me, but I'll eat, I'll eat a HelloFresh and it's allegedly like 1200 calories. And I'm like, that was a nice appetizer. Yeah. It's right. a good snack. Where's, yeah. where's the actual food? Right. Yeah. And it's just like, it's eye opening how many calories a small amount of food is. And I'm like, crap, man, I'm starving. Yeah. You know, but I mean, in some respect it's good. Like I do the inter intermittent fasting. So oh, do I, you I, actually? Yeah, yeah. I don't eat breakfast. Okay. I, I usually eat anywhere from like 11.30 to 12 o'clock is my lunch usually at 12.30. Okay. And then I've been trying to eat earlier because I've noticed that the earlier I eat, when I, I sleep better when I eat earlier. So the one time I think me me and my fiance ate at like 4.30, 35 o'clock. Okay. And it was After not eating the whole day? No, no, no. So I, I would eat lunch and then my first, my second meal for dinner would be like 4.30, 5 o'clock. Uh-huh. And we felt freaking fantastic. Because really? usually we don't eat until six six thirty, uh -huh. but then go to sleep at eight thirty. Yeah, right. Yeah, that's it's kind of a short period, to, like turnaround time, right? So yeah. yeah, we ended up eating like four thirty, and I felt fantastic. So I've been trying to eat a little bit earlier, but yeah, it's the intermittent fasting is good. I like working out fasted. I think I get really good workouts, and then you know everyone talks about like mental clarity, yeah, focus, all that good stuff. So I definitely agree with that. I think it definitely helps, but. I think it just, it's really, I cut out an entire meal's worth of calories, which helped me, which yeah, helps me point. to regulate my calories. Yeah. I've said the same thing to what my dad, my, because my dad's explored um, fasting too, right? Yeah. Or my mom who barely fucking eats anything. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, because you're not eating two, you're only eating one meal a day or like two meals a day. Like you can't get enough calories in that exactly. sitting, right? So it's, I don't know. All like the the glucose. I mean, I think there is probably validity behind the glucose sensitivity or yeah, insulin, insulin sensitivity, sensitivity and yeah. like how fasting improves that and yada yep. yada. But at the base level of calorie in, calories in, calories out type of deal, you're getting less calories. You're yeah. just you're only eating two thousand calories and you burn twenty five hundred or whatever it is, right? So it's yeah. a good method. I don't I don't have an issue with it. Yeah, so I was, <clears throat> I think I sent you the podcast, but yeah. I was listening to, it was the Andrew Huberman podcast with okay. Andy Galpin, and he was talking about fat loss, and like, I really like the idea that they brought up, which is, everyone knows about like calorie in, calorie out, right? Yeah. But calorie is just a unit of energy, Yeah. so it's like not the best representation for how you actually lose fat, mm. and he broke it down basically that it's goes into biology and the Krebs cycle, okay. and some sophisticated Crab. things, but basically it's carbon in, carbon out. 
Oh, okay. right. So metabolism is breaking down C2H3O2 okay. into CO2 and H2O. Okay. And that's what you perspire. Huh. So your body basically breaks down, turns everything into sugar, and your cells can only use glucose. Right. And it turns proteins in the glucose. There's a certain process for that. Okay. It turns fats in the glucose, and then obviously uh, complex starches and carbohydrates into glucose. Huh. And that's all your cells can use. Okay. But basically, when you lose fat, it takes those really long fat chains and breaks them into sugars, which you exhale through CO2. And that's really? how you lose fat. Yeah, so when you're breathing, you're actually burning, like when your body burns the fat, you breathe out the, the carbon wow. in CO2. Oh, I've never heard of that before. Yeah, so basically, because, you know, obviously, like uh, long carbohydrate chains, uh-huh. they're just long chains of glucose okay. and other different specific things. I'm not, I am a scientist. Is this where you put the disclaimer in here? Yeah, let me not put another disclaimer here. I'm not an expert on this stuff. (laughs) I just know relatively what it's about. He is wearing a white jacket, so he fooled me. (laughs) (laughs) Fool a lot of people. That's why you put the glove on earlier. You said you were a doctor when I bent over. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but then the other thing is like, basically like fats are, it's a phosphate, and then a really long chain of glucoses. Oh, okay. And when you have more fat, basically it takes, whatever, more energy to break down all this sure. carbon and baloney, the other baloney. Another. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I w- I've been trying to think like, all right, just, <laughs> I've actually been using this, which is funny. And I, I like to say it, which is just stop shoving so much carbon in your face. <laughs> so the less carbon you put in your face, yeah. uh, the less carbon you can hold on to. Yeah, that makes so much sense, though, too. Yeah. But Some of these. Oh, sorry, again. No, I was... Basically, what I've been trying to do is, like, you know, I don't know how accurate my watch is, but my watch has been saying I burn, on average, like, 3,000 calories, and I'm probably but only like eating, like, 2,200 or 2,300. Well, so it's I'm a steep a, drop. I'm in a pretty big deficit. Yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, I'm eating, like, really nutrient-dense foods, sure. so I haven't been feeling, like, too much garbage, and I really make sure I get enough sleep, so... Yeah. One thing I've heard a lot of from from Derek and a lot of the influencers and stuff um, is not, especially Derek though, is not dropping your calorie too much intake too much. Cause you go into starvation mode. Sure that. And you lose a lot of muscle as well mm-hmm. too, but then your metabolism corrects, yeah. right? So it corrects yeah. because your body, you know, adjusts, right? That's how it works. So if you drop it, how most of the things I see, if you drop it 500 or more calories, less than what your current maintenance is, they advise not it. They advise against that because it's too steep of a drop. And then over the month or however long it takes you to adjust to it, now you're only eating 2,000 calories and you're not losing any more weight. Yeah. Where do you go from there? So what I've been doing is is throwing in that proverbial cheat day. Okay. So that that one day you get this huge surplus of calories okay. and your body is like, oh, okay, wait, we're not in starvation mode. Right. Like let's, we can hit sure. the gas pedal again, right? But I try not to do it because, you know, some people go freaking nuts and eat yeah, right. like candy bars see, all like day. The Rock's like cheat day is like, you know, 10,000 calories and it's mostly pancakes or something, right? Is it? Have you seen his videos? No. They're like, if you're into like... That sounds nice. If you're into like glutton, <laughs> if you're into like glutton things, yeah. watch his. His is really good. Um, Seabums is like the cleanest cheat day ever. Like yeah. he's like eating like banana bread that his yeah. like girlfriend makes and it's like vegan and shit like that. Got it. His cheat days are not great, but no, I was laughing cause I was just like, I'll eat pork roll. 
Mm-hmm. And then I'll eat some Greek yogurt with yeah. a crap ton of blueberries and strawberries. <laughs> That's your cheat day. Right? And I'll just eat extra food. <laughs> <laughs> There's more of the same Just food. more of the food. Well, yeah. I told you, I just eat so much food. Yeah. I can't help it. <laughs> I, like the, I like the pizza. That's like my good cheat day. Yeah, well, what do we eat do? a whole fucking pizza. Yeah, my, I've been trying to cut back on like french fries oh yeah i'm not saying it's a good thing right mm-hmm. and like i freaking love cheeseburgers oh uh, yeah you ever seen trailer park boys <laughs> yeah you know randy yeah of course stop shoving all the damn cheeseburgers into that gut randy <laughs> that's me like if i could eat cheeseburgers every single day for the yeah. rest of my life i would be happy i that, freaking love cheeseburgers you can be you'll be like um julian edelman now he was like a big cheeseburger guy was he oh yeah while well, he I was while he was playing i didn't well yeah. I'm, I'm not surprised by that but yeah man i freaking love cheeseburgers yeah I could literally eat cheeseburgers for maybe not breakfast, but lunch and dinner, yeah. which fits into my intermittent fasting anyway. Oh, that's true. Do you <laughs> eat that? Do you like having an egg on your cheeseburger? All for it. Yeah. I don't like it. Eggs, bacon. So there's this one bar that we used to go to yeah. by my old job mm-hmm. where they used to put, it was an egg, bacon, and then they would also put fried cherry peppers on top and fried oh, onions. All right. I'm totally pro fried cherry peppers <laughs> and, and, uh, and what is fried cherry peppers and fried onions? On fried it? onions. Dynamite. That's a solid move. Yeah. I've never heard it. That's a Jersey thing too, for sure. Fried, fried cherry peppers. Oh, but damn, that level. sounds good. Next that sounds level. actually really good. Yeah. I would eat that. Mm-hmm. But I don't like, I don't like egg on a burger. And I'm not a big fan of uh, bacon on a burger either too. Really? Actually. I mean, I love those things. I eat fucking so seven eggs roll. a day. And for what? those of you potentially listening to our unknown podcast, Taylor Ham. Yeah, oh, fuck. He's South Jersey people. Um, <laughs> well, the rest of the world, nobody knows what Taylor Ham or pork roll is. Yeah, they don't except know for is, New right? Jersey and New York. Yeah, right. I saw it Suckers, in, you're they missing sold out. In, yeah, no. They sold it in PA in uh, the state college grocery stores. Did they? Yeah, yeah. Wow, that's surprising. Only later on, though, because when my brother was going there, um, who's five years older than me, right? They didn't have any pork roll there. We always had to bring it up for our morning yep. tailgates. Yep. And we were like, all these, like, you know, Yinzers and PA people are like, oh, what's that? Blah, blah, blah. And explaining it all. And then they love it because it's delicious and you make a sandwich with it in the morning. It's yeah, the best it's thing in the world. Trenton's native to, or Trenton's native to, pork <laughs> roll is native to Trenton. Is it? Trenton, New Jersey. Yeah. Is that like where it started or something? Yeah, that's where pork roll started. Yeah, I mean, right. it's basically like a pork sausage. Yeah, it's basically like fried. I think the closest thing we could ever. Spam? Explained it to? No, I think it's closer to fried bologna. Fried bologna? Yeah. It's which is like close. a thing a lot of people do. A lot of yeah. people do fried bologna. It's very close to fried bologna. I think bologna. it's like the closest thing to it. The other bologna. The other, that is, that <laughs> pork roll is the other bologna. There you go. Nice. So wait, wait, should we call it? All right, that's it. We're changing our name from unrelenting pressure to <laughs> pork roll. The pork roll, yeah. The other bologna. The other bologna. <laughs> it really is the other bologna. I mean, I, the... A lot of truth in that. It, it is, is the other bologna. It really is the other bologna. It's the other, <laughs> the other fried bologna. Yeah, right. Oh, well, it's so delicious though. Yeah. Only you can't eat pork roll raw. What's up? Uh, you want pork roll now too? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I would too. Jaxie loves pork roll. Oh, you like pork roll? <laughs> <laughs> oh, now I want pork roll. Yeah, I could go for some pork I roll. I actually am really hungry right now. Yeah, I didn't eat breakfast either. Yeah, I'm starving. But what time? That, your clock isn't right, is it? Nine oh seven. Mm-hmm. Oh wow. Okay. That is correct, Amundo. Yeah, my microwave clock is moving slower than everything else. Totally off topic, but it's pissing me off. I look at my three clocks in the kitchen. One's like an Amazon show thing, which is the correct time, and then my oven is like one minute behind that because it just lags like slightly. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the microwave is always it was always like one minute behind the oven, but now it's two minutes behind the oven. And I'm like, what's going on here? Well, so hold on There's a, a second. There's a conspiracy. Hold on a it's second. It's a conspiracy. 
It's Biden. We all have smartphones. Yeah, but like, you know, then I got to pull it out of my pocket and look at it. But if I'm like... Another alternative to that is you could get a wristwatch. Nah, my, my wrists are too delicate. Ah, <laughs> yes. Maybe you should do some more wrist curls, eh? I should, right. I lost one of my watches. I don't know where it went. I always I'd wear like to get a the wristwatch. Yeah? Always. Yeah, it's just so convenient. Like, you're going kayaking or you're going out. And yeah. Like, especially, like, some gym shorts, you can't fit, like, it's annoying having your phone in there, yeah, right? Yeah, and yeah. even if they have the little, like, butt pouch right above your butt, like, phones That's don't really fit in there. Yeah. Uh-huh. So it's like, what do you do with your mm-hmm. phone, right? So I can just throw my phone anywhere, and I always know what time it is. Yeah. And plus, it tracks the steps, too. So I like tracking the steps. You got it tracks my ones, sleep. Right? Yeah. Yeah, it tracks my, uh, I don't know how it calculates the calories, to be perfectly honest with you, but I think it's like, I don't know. I, it's. Does it measure your heart rate? Yeah, it measures heart rate. Okay, so that yeah. could be it. But, uh. Yeah, I think it's good. It's got to be like plus or minus 500 calories. Yeah, probably. It's definitely not accurate, accurate, but it's like a good gauge to understand where you are. It probably has some factor of um, maybe it has some formula with steps because I'm sure it probably has like a pedometer in it, right? Yeah. That along with heart rate. Yep. Along with whatever basic, you know, body information you put in when you set it up or something like that. Yeah, well, it does change because when I go on the Stairmaster, I'm not moving my arm. Right, so it's uh-huh. not calculating those sure. steps, but then at the end of the day, I'll look at how many calories I burned, and I'll say like thirty three hundred. All right, so I'm like, all right, it, it picked so it up work, something, yeah. Yeah, right? Yeah, right. Oh, that's interesting. I don't know how accurate, but it's good for what it is. Yeah, that's cool though. It's still fun to have some stats behind you. Yeah, but yeah, but yeah, I gotta get watches. Even speaking of stairmaster, yeah, bro, the stairmaster just kicks the shit out of you. Yeah, dude, that's it's that's a tough one. Yeah, I've been because I told you like my calf's been acting up, so I haven't been able oh, yeah. to run as much. So I've been doing mm-hmm. the stairmaster more, stairmaster and elliptical. That doesn't bother your calf. I mean, no, I, I can see elliptical being good. Well, on when your you calf, run, but... you have the impact with the ground, but right. when you're on the stairmaster, it's like you're kind of just more putting gentle. it, and yeah, yeah, it's more gentle. It doesn't bother you as much. Yeah, and then when my legs are really beat up, I'll just do the elliptical because yeah. there's no impact. It's just that. Yeah, elliptical is uh, great for that. I can definitely see that. Circular, cyclical, cyclical motion. Yeah, I guess cyclical. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. And then I, they have a, I meant to ask the guy the other day, because they have an air assault bike, which is freaking legit if you've never used it. That sounds interesting. Yeah, the air assault bike is next level. You can literally hop on there for a minute and get completely wrecked. Really? Yeah, it's so... What is the deal of it? What? So there's basically a giant fan, uh-huh. and it has handles on there and pedals. Oh, I've seen those before. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. My one buddy does it a Holy lot. Holy yeah. shit. Uh, man, I think <laughs> I tried doing like a five minute interval workout oh. where like 30 seconds on a minute off and you just get, you hit your VO2 max so yeah. fast. Yeah. That's one thing I've been trying to do is like when I'm what's on the Stairmaster, hit my VO2 max as that? fast as I can. So your VO2 max is basically like you're out of breath. Oh, okay. Right. You're out of sure. breath. You can't do any more work. Sure. You yeah. have to stop. Right. Um, I was trying to do it on the rower the other day. I couldn't do it on the rower. Really? Yeah. I'm actually pretty Seems good like at rowing. a tough thing. Yeah. The rowing is real. If there's like the best bang for your buck, rowing. it's the rower. Yeah. yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. The rower is just so awesome. You can get so much work done in yeah. such a short period of time on the rower. It's amazing. I mean, Rocky did it when he went up to the Catskills, you know? Did he? You don't remember that? And like, I think it was Rocky too. He just wrote. I mean, it wasn't like a rowing machine. He just rowed all the time. You're, th- I- you're thinking of Rocky Four. When he goes no, through. I was working for. When does he go up to the Catskills? He, go, I don't know. He goes up to the Catskills. He's obviously Philly, right? I just watched this. You, you just watched. Rocky? I just watched all the Rocky. <laughs> like an obscure thing to just watch randomly. What do you mean? They were all on Netflix. I, I know, I get it, but like you know, I don't know. It doesn't come up that often. Rocky? Yeah. Why not? 
<laughs> I don't know. Like, you don't go like, oh, into the office one day or talk to your buddy. Like, oh, yeah, I just watched all the Rockies. Yeah. <laughs> When's the last time you watched them? I don't know. Several there you years go. ago. Exactly. So I just watched them. I don't know. Whatever. Fine. Okay. Regardless of when the Ro- when Rocky does go up to the Catskills, it's that one that he goes up to the Catskills. He's in the mountains? He's in the mountains. And yeah, the Catskills. The Catskills are mountains. So you mean he's in Russia when he's in Rocky Four? No, he's not in Russia in fighting Rocky Fighting Ivan Drago. No, he doesn't do that. So and he do you want me... To, I can go through the anthology real quick. I don't think he quick. goes to so Russia. So Rocky One yeah. is he gets the chance to fight Apollo Creed. Yeah, I remember Rocky that. Two yeah. is he gets the second chance to fight Apollo Creed after he lost all of his fundraising right. money and they get the rematch. Yeah. And then Rocky Three is he fights uh, Mr. T. Oh, yeah? Okay. And then Rocky Four is it's the Russian where he fights Ivan Drago mm-hmm. in... Russia Does he in fight the him mountains. in Russia? He flies to Russia yeah, I don't and remember. then he fights him. Yeah. I think 100%. it was I think it was Rocky 3. I think it was Rocky 3 cuz Rocky 3 is when he goes soft, right? And then Mr. T's like calling him soft and shit and then he kills Mick by punching him, right? Uh, I don't think he punches him, but yeah, he dies. He, like, they get like super like, stressed they're out. Like, you know, yeah, they're Mick the, dies in 3. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So um and then, you know, so Rocky's like, oh, I'm soft. I got to go back to the basics, right? So then he goes up into isolation in the mountains and he just starts lifting rocks and rowing and punching. I'm going to. I don't to, think he punches animals. I'm going like to. Like frozen beef, like he did in the first one, but. You should go back and watch this. No, I, don't, I can't do it. I've made a stance on it clear. I've already come too far. Well, I'm going to say is, is that I recently watched them, so it's fresh <laughs> in my mind. Yeah. And you're trying to argue against me. Sorry, I'm still more correct. We'll see about that. <laughs> Wait, so, did you watch all the the shitty recent ones too? No, I, I you stopped at four. Rocky Four is my favorite. Yeah, yeah, because that's the one where Adrian comes and visits, and oh, then yeah. there's the there's the huge montage, right, where Ivan Drago's like running around the track working out, and then yeah, I'm juicing up, right? Yeah, he's yeah. juicing up, and then Rocky's working out in the cabin hut, and he's just like, I just don't think I can do it, and then Adrian comes. And it's like that super pump up music. Oh, and he yeah. starts jump roping and doing all that crazy <laughs> shit. Gets you, oh, it gets me so jacked this up. Yeah, jacked I got up. so fired up. Just I used to put that on the gym when I went to like get. Oh yeah, up. yeah. It's such a good freaking montage. Oh, yeah. It's so awesome. It sounds good. Yeah. Yeah, it gets me fired up. I do that. I want to go work out again. Yeah, right. I know. I'm pumped. I haven't worked out. <laughs> I'm supposed to do legs today though, and I, I can't do legs heavy mm-hmm. today. Why not? Because of my sciatica. Mm-hmm. And why don't you I'm take, be on the plane. Why don't you take some time and stretch? I, yeah, I should do that. Stretching might be better for you than a workout and going sitting on a plane in a uh, crappy position a for eleven and a half hours. Yeah, maybe I'll do that. I do. I do stretch a decent bit before I work out, but nothing like what you do. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I should do that more. I wanted to start like a program, like um, I was getting like targeted by you know on Instagram for like a yoga, like a fifteen minute yoga, I guess session, yeah, program type deal, um, specifically for like lower back and legs. Interesting. So maybe I'll go find that. And you've been researching that on the interwebs a lot. <sighs> Sciatica. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how they get it from me, but I'm sure they don't. Listen, Joe Rogan talks about like yoga and yeah. how he took like a month off and just did yoga for a whole month, I and love he's yoga. just like, I came back stronger and better than ever because huh. he's just, like, sometimes you're holding those positions for a pretty good period of time, oh, and like you get stronger by holding them. 
I did. We did yoga when I was in Florida nice. a, a couple of weeks ago. And as a family, we I've I've done yoga tons of times. Yeah, yoga's we do it on awesome. the beach here uh, in the summers too, which is real nice. Yeah, yoga's it's good. Awesome. It's tough. It is really. The problem is, easy. is that you got to stick with it, right? So many yeah, people will do it for thing. like a month and then drop off. Yeah, yeah. Like, well, even doing it that right, but I feel like doing it like once a week isn't even enough. I feel like you have to do it like anything fitness, like doing it once a week. It's not enough. Yeah, but so here's the tricky better thing. Than not right? doing it. But I was like, gonna say so, like doing it once a week's better than not doing it at all. Just like yeah. my argument for, do you stretch? Right. No. Well, just stretch for a minute. Right. So, like, well, what can I get done in a minute? Well, one minute's better than no minutes. Just like three yeah. minutes is better than one. Five is better than three, and yeah. ten minutes is better than zero. Sure. <laughs> you know, and you just keep building up. It's like you'd be surprised. You can get a lot of work done in one day, week, and/or one minute. Yeah, right? I don't mean to minimize it. I just I'm more of an all-in, an all-in type of concept of it. Yeah, but so. that's the problem. Is most people are, well? How do you get all in if you just don't get started? You go all in right from the start. All in right from the start, right but then right you burn the yourself out, and no. then you fizzle out, I and never, that's it. I never, I never burn out. Okay, I never all burn right. out. I go, I, I go all in consistently forever. I aspire to that. <laughs> Wish I could do the same. No, I'm just kidding. You're right. I should do. I should do it once a week or something. Once a week's not a bad gig. Yeah, I want to do it more more than once a week. But yeah, I think it would really clear your sciatica. Yeah, it, it definitely would. I've been really. It's it has gone away for a long time. Mm-hmm. Like it hasn't been an issue. Yeah. So this is like the first flare up I've had in in quite quite a while yeah but here's the thing is like you were on your plane what is it a six hour plane ride to utah yeah right? whatever like some, four something. hours man that's all it was yeah four hours that's not bad I thought it, was it was like five hour it was like four and a half hours there yeah and then it was only like three hours and 45 minutes on the way back oh that's not bad at all that's not that bad at all nice. so, so like the jet stream is a big deal yeah but um yeah, but the, the thing is, it's like I'm you really were in that plane in an awkward position for yeah. three and a half hours, and it's just like you get out, you don't feel sore, you don't feel tight, but you get yeah. that sciatica. Yeah. What you don't realize is your whole body locked up, Yeah. and you lost a lot of mobility. So if you took some time to actually just like loosen, I guarantee that sciatica could go away. Yeah. We can do some stretches right after this. Yeah. yeah I'll show good. you some quick stretches, and bro, it'll probably loosen right up. Yeah. It was really sensitive, too. When I got back, I had my girlfriend like just massage my legs a lot. Yeah. And she did my left leg first. And then, Got it. And then I had her do my right. And I was like, she touched the nerve. Yeah. And I was like, whoa. <laughs> do you have a Theragun? Yeah. You got like one mm-hmm. of those massage yeah. guns, right? Yeah. And I use that all while I was snowboarding too. But yeah, you're right. I should, I, I should, I, I'd like to just replace my pre-workout stretching mm-hmm. with it. With like a, like a, a more full body yoga session. Just well, you, to loosen up. You don't have to do like a full yoga. Like I do like a full body stretch just because. Well, I, I just mean a full body one. That's just like 15 minutes, right? So like yeah. I stretch for like 15 minutes before yeah. I work out as yep. it is, right? So instead of doing what I currently do, mm-hmm. I'll just do a different thing. Got it. That does the yeah. same thing. Yeah, yeah. I try to skew it more towards if I'm doing upper body that day, I'll focus more on upper body, yeah. and rotator cuff and crap like that. And if I'm doing lower body, it's, it's yeah, shoulders and hips. I guess that's hips. what I do too. Yeah. Shoulders and hips, mm-hmm. right? I spend a lot of time on my shoulders, making sure that all that's firing right. And yeah, then yeah. on leg day, like today, I probably spent like 20 minutes just loosening my hips up. Yeah. My lips just get so freaking tight. Your hips, yeah. Kills me. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I guess I do that too. I always do that chair thing. You know, the chair, you sit in the chair and you like put your, you grab the bar up and stretch yep. that way. Yep, That's yep. always really good for my hips. Yeah. I always feel good there. And then I always do, you know, I put my leg up on top to get a good hamstring thing. But you're right. I do rotator cuff mostly. Yeah. I do that every single time, rotator cuff. Good. I even need to do it on leg day. 
Because by because of squatting or anything, I have you to put, put my your, arms up. You need good mobility to be able to squat. Yeah, dude. And I've done, uh, you know, a while ago I didn't do that. Yeah. And I was like, well, fuck, that hurt. Like yep. I couldn't open up enough to even grab the bar or put the bar behind on yep. my traps well enough. Well, I've even noticed if my pecs are tight, I can't squat that. Good. Oh, that's a good point too. Yeah, you have to like really like pull your arms tra- back yeah. and yeah. get into that position. And yeah, if my pecs are tight, yeah, that's a good point. It's honestly, hard. Mm-hmm. But. Oh, I had such a great bat workout. My gym got a new, uh, like, chest-supported row machine. Okay. That's, like, the one that's, like, angled at. Oh, so it's, like, a T-bar? Yeah. Yeah, it's okay. a T-bar Chest-supported T-bar? Mm-hmm. Nice. But it's, like, a it's a brand-new one. Okay. I've seen John Meadows use these ones a lot, too, yeah. on his videos. And um, it's great. You can move the handles inside, outside, as far as you want. Oh, that's cool. And then the handles themselves are dynamic. They, you know, they're all They can flexible. rotate? They can rotate, and then it's just dynamic. They don't have to, like put them into fixed positions got it um so it's really great so like i always you know start with a was this a pronated yep. grip right yep and then i basically supinate out through it gotcha and it gets such a good such a good motion and then like your feet um stand i guess shifts up and down too oh, okay cool and the whole pendulum of it is really i don't know fluid i guess i don't know how else to say it but uh so it's great you can really do whatever you want with it nice it makes you feel like a chomp though because you can't do that much weight. Dude, I was using the last one. Yeah. That, it was like a classic one, right? And I could load it up with like two plates mm-hmm. and, you know, get get five or six or something like that. And I worked up to that. Switching over to this new one, the first time I stepped on it, I hadn't seen anybody else do it. It was like the first day it was in there. They didn't want to look like little weaklings. Nobody else did it <laughs> the whole time I was there. And then, um, and I even talked to the owner. I was yeah. like, oh, you got a new machine. You got a new thing, right? He's like, yeah, yeah, we'll just put it together today. Uh, you're the first one to use it, I think, you know, so I'm like, all right. <laughs> you know? You're the guinea pig. Exactly. So <laughs> Hopefully I get, they put it together, right? I know, right? So I put it together, so I, I get in it, and I, I'm like, I don't know how heavy this is going to be, but I've, you know, I've used two plates before in the past, so why don't I just put what's almost equivalent to one plate, because it has two racks to put weights on. Got it. So I put two 25s on. And I start doing it. I'm like, that is way too heavy. <laughs> I was like, and I did the four sets with it. Like I shouldn't have, but, um, but I did it and I'm like, oh man, that was brutally heavy. And then I started talking to another dude who was watching me and, you know, we start chatting about it and he's like, yeah, man, my other gym has one of these and I can do like tens on them. And he's like 50 pounds heavier than me or yeah. something. Right. Yeah. So I'm like, I should have done that. Yeah. <laughs> So now I, I went back yesterday and I did it tens and then fifteens and then twenties on it. Got it. And then you know drop sets on it and stuff. It was way better. But like I was like, oh my god, it's and I, I drop set on it. I I put like two tens and a five, um, and then I'll strip it all the way down to nothing. I have no weight on it. Just like pulling. Just it. pulling it. Yeah. And it's it must be like pre weighted hmm. in some type of way. Interesting. Because I was I, at the end of that I could do like four with yeah. nothing on it at all. Yeah, I think the more, most important part, especially for back, yeah. is just squeezing, mm-hmm. right? And most people, like, especially you at the, the like, squeeze. yeah, when you're at, like, not the top, but the bottom, yeah, people, like, throw it. You do, like, this quick little jerking motion, yeah, and then you just momentum. carry the momentum yeah, the whole yeah, way yeah. through. I totally it's like, agree. no, if you can just, like, stop and squeeze through yeah. the entire thing, you're going to get way more development of yeah, your back. for sure. But, yeah, I mean, it's just an ego thing, right? I think it's okay to throw it, but only after you've done, like, three or four working sets, right? Like, if you want to yeah. do that last set... And throw it up and squeeze really hard on the way sure. down, like all for it, right? But yeah, I've see I see too many people. They like just not even working their backs. They literally just like throw yeah. that like quick two inches right from the bottom, and sure. then that's it. I think people do that a lot on um, 
seated rows, seated cable rows, especially, because they'll like bend all the way over, right? And they'll get that, you know, a pretty good stretch, but then they whip their back back. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so they'll be bent over all the way to like their chest to their oh, knees, basically. Yeah. And then they'll fly back. They'll do like a deadlift. Basically that yeah. with the cable machine. Yep. You know what I mean? Yep. And then so it just flies forward. Yeah. And then at the at the end of their rep, they're at like a 45 degree going the other way, which is like that you're not having any tension on your lats at that yep. point. You're just basically lower backing the whole fucking thing. Yep. Silly goose. Yeah. yeah. One of the hardest things to do, and I've been trying to do it more, is like don't even rock backwards. Just try to stay perfectly vertical. Yeah, that's what I do. And just pull. Yeah. Right? And when you do it right, oh my God, you yeah. can get a really good squeeze in your back, and get, especially your mid-back. I get way more of a lat squeeze, which I, I'll forget his name on YouTube, but he leans forward a little bit. So mm-hmm. he just Yeah, stays, I try to do that too. Lean forward a yep. little bit the whole time, and I like lose all of my strength. Yep. I'm like, what the... And even before, like I wasn't leaning all the way back like yep. some people do. I was just vertical, maybe a slight lean back. Mm-hmm. But once I lean forward just a little bit, I'm like... Every, all my strength is gone, yep. and it's such a a, a lat focused activity for me, or just whenever I'm like whatever grip I have on there, yeah, really intense on there, yeah, which is embarrassing, but it's a good it's a good uh, focus. Yeah, but who cares what anyone else thinks? Like, no, I know that, but it, it's just like just it, it's as long as your ego, yeah, I suppose a little bit, right? But it's like, who cares if the weight's two pounds? It's like if you're doing it right and yeah. doing it part of your program, and you're gonna get the results. Yeah, who cares? totally. Who gives a shit? Yeah, you know, uh, I agree, but. Yeah, enough about that. What about, uh, you been reading any books recently? Uh, so I've been working through mindset still, yeah. which I, I'm almost done with it. I, nice. I only have about like 40 pages left on it, Oh, which sweet. is great. Yeah, I cleared a lot on this past Utah trip. Okay, on awesome. Flight, on the flight, I read like 60 or so pages. I can't like, in read one on sitting. planes. I, just, I don't know why I try. I struggled I to do, do it. it. It was the first time I did it well. Okay, um, nice. I loved it. It was really good read. Yeah. For that, you know, that that stretch that I read, nice. which I've always liked it, but especially the stretch I really liked. Yeah. That book is like the best book. It's really good. It's really good. It's, it's eye-opening. I've recommended it to my family as well, too. Yeah. Um, wait, wait. So funny story. Mm-hmm. We were over at Mike's house. Mm-hmm. I forget what it was. I don't know if it was like a Super Bowl or maybe yeah, like a football party or something. or something, but he had like some of his uh, neighborhood friends over Okay. and the wives were chatting. Yeah. And I don't know how we got on the subject, but it was talking about reading and how I set this like micro goal of, I try to read for 10 minutes a day. And then I was just like, I don't know. We got on topic of recommending books. I'm like, Oh, you should read this book. It's called mindset. Oh, cool. And they were like, what is this? Like, I don't know anything about it. And then I'm just like, no, it's really good. Like here, let me pull up the picture. I'll show you. So I pull up the picture and I show her and she's just like, Oh, you're reading parenting books? And I'm like, <laughs> well, I mean, it, it ties into parenting a little bit, right? Yeah. But I was just like, it's not really a parenting book. No. It's more like a, you know, self-help. Like, sure. uh, I hate that word, personal growth. Yeah, personal growth. Personal probably. growth book. Yeah. Self-help's not uh, good. Great book. It's yeah. such a, I recommend that book to everyone. Yeah. But she was just so funny. She's like, oh my God, I can't believe you're reading parenting books already. You don't yeah, even have kids right. or anything. <laughs> I'm like, no, yet. it's like not a parenting book, yeah. but it's a, you should read it. She's like, I'm absolutely going to buy a parenting book. And I'm like, <laughs> Okay. She just kept yeah, on parenting. saying parenting even after you were trying to like dismiss it. Yeah. Well, I was laughing because I'm like, yeah, read this parenting book. Because oh, sure, I'm like, yeah. I don't care. Like, it, you're going to get help from right, it. Right, right. Just freaking read it. Yeah. If you need to say that's a parenting book, <laughs> freaking go for it. But yeah, on oh, the cover, funny. it does say parenting. It does say parenting. It, through it's the book, like, it does talk about parenting a little bit. It does talk it, about it. Which a does make bit. sense. It actually, I had a really good conversation with my mom uh, about parenting yeah. after reading a good chunk of it. Oh, yeah? Which it wasn't even like about necessarily parenting, mm-hmm. but it was about 
kids development. Yep. Right. So it was more so from like a school and like explaining why it was just explaining again, the differences between fixed and growth mindsets. Right. Yep. And they used children and like the gifted and talented program and how that Super is actually detrimental to yeah. children. Cause if you tell them they're smart, that kind of puts them into a fixed mindset because yep. they think that they always should be smart. Yep. And, and when that if, if they fail, if they fail, it's proof that they are not smart yep. rather than a challenge to be smarter or to work to be smarter. It's super interesting. It's such like Very a tricky line yeah. to navigate. Yeah. And yeah, well, that, I like it because it kind of like combats the uh, every kid should get an award. Oh, it right? totally does. Which it science is out right now that yeah. it's not good for anyone. How could it be good for No, it's oh definitely God, not. No Gary Vee talks about it a lot where he's just like, you can't give every single kid yeah. a first place trophy when they freaking suck. Uh, it's, it may, yeah. I don't know how you know? it's not an obvious thing. Yeah. But, well, we're getting around to it now, which is awesome. Oh, it's like what we've talked about in the past too, where we have to manufacture challenges in our, in our lives as humans because there yep. are no natural challenges anymore. Nope. So you're taking away even more now any challenges by just making everybody a winner yep. and not allowing any failure at all. Well, now the problem is, is that these people never failed their whole lives and they think that they're good Yeah. and they suck. Yeah. And then when people try to tell them that they suck, they go, I don't suck. It's your fault. Exactly. And it's just like, this is just feedback. Yeah. Right. Like I obviously don't suck cause I've always been good and people have always told me that I'm the best <laughs> and that I'm always the smartest. Right. <laughs> So you must yeah, be Yeah, you're right. Good luck, buddy. <laughs> Good luck, but it's like yeah, it's so I just like to look at it and reflect on my own life because it's like, man, I didn't realize for 25 years I was in a fixed mindset. Oh, totally. Yeah. And like now it's eye-opening because it's just like, oh, I can try this thing and fail at it. Like yeah. this podcast, it's it might very well fail, yeah. but I'm having fun doing it exactly. and I'm learning a lot. Sure. But it's just like, you know, if you didn't switch from a fixed mindset where if I tried this podcast and I failed and no one watched it and everyone yeah. thought it was stupid, then I'd be a failure to myself and all right. of my friends, right? Mm -hmm. Where it's like you flip it to that growth mindset. It's just like, ah, what do I have to lose? Yeah, it's exactly. Fun. It's fun. Let's yeah. put the time and energy into it. Successful at learning too, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that it's such a good book. I'm glad you read it. Yeah, no, it's great. I really like it. And then the next one in your repertoire is Grit by Andrew yeah, Duckworth. Yeah, that's coming up. And that's I know you said up. you wanted to read that one, but trust me, I read it in the reverse. This is the way that you should read it. No, it I, be, it's great. I'm glad. I, sh I wish I would have read Mindset before I read um, Atomic Habits. Even. Oh, you think so? Yeah, I think so. So I think I'm going to go back and read Atomic Habits again after having read Mindset. Okay. Maybe before Grit. I'm not sure. Um, but uh. But yeah, I want to read through that one again because I think it'll, looking at it with a different perspective, hmm. I think will help me materialize it a bit more. I, I think because Atomic uh, Habits talks about like your identity yeah, and how like to make a habit really stick, you have to identify yourself as a different person, right? Yeah. So instead of looking at it as, oh, there's a person who works out all the time, sure. you know, and that's something that you want to do. You yeah. go, I am a person yeah. who works out all the time. I'm an athlete. Exactly. Right? Yeah. Because then everything that you do is going to align with that. Yeah. I, t I, I totally get that. And I, I don't know. It's tough. It's almost a chicken and an egg type of deal. Well, it's like, so I've had this I don't conversation. Think I, don't know if, I don't know if I talked to you about it, but it's like, mm. it's almost in a sense like you're delusional, right? Because you think you're something that you're not. But, but through the act of trying too. to become that thing, you become that thing. Yeah, right. So it's like this really weird, like, I, I like to call it mind game. Sure. You're playing a mind game with yeah. yourself, right? And it's a game of, well, if I do this thing, I become that thing, even though technically right now I'm not that thing. Right. Right? And I use the example all the time of, like, I hate reading. Right. I'm not a reader. Right? But I read every single day. Yeah. 
So does that make me a reader? Of course you are. Of yeah. course it does. Yeah, it does. Right? But like, in a sense, still even now, I, more so recently, because literally the past six months, I plowed through like 15 books. Yeah, that's wild. Yeah, I've been just like down in books, yeah. which has been great. It's awesome. But, you know, it wouldn't have happened if through Atomic Habits, I didn't make that micro habit of, all right, well, yeah, let's, what's a really small day. goal that I could try to hit, right? Yeah. Like just read for five minutes a day. Yeah. And then it just keeps carrying on and on. Yeah, that's but, solid. Yeah, it's like it's something more mainstream of a way of saying the identity deal. Fake it till you make it. Yeah, right. If you fake that you are something, eventually you become that something, right? Well, you become absorbed with all of the thoughts. Yeah, of course. That come along with mm-hmm. it, right? But even like, uh, I think it's, uh, oh, I can't think of his name, but on YouTube he's uh, Valuetainment. Patrick David Bet. Oh yeah, I watch I a lot of his stuff name. actually. I like. Yeah, he's he's got a really good Patrick like, uh, Bet David. Yeah, I think Patrick, Patrick Bet David. David. Yeah, you're right. Which sounds that must be a stage name, right? I no clue. But it's like it sounds like all right, Patrick Bet David, right? Like there's two people. One guy's name is Patrick, another guy's name is David, and Patrick Bet David something. Maybe. And that's and like maybe that's his real. Let's name. get him on the podcast. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> maybe his dad is Patrick, and he bet David, David. that. He would name his son this or Could something be. like that, you know? Maybe that's what it Maybe. is. He's Iranian, I think. Yeah, I think he is. Cool guy. But uh, yeah, he had this really cool idea where it's like, um, you need to, like, if you're trying to become rich and successful, he's yeah. like, you, What's you can't just, uh, you can't keep your old identity uh-huh. and think that you're going to be able to manage all of that money yeah. when you do get a lot of money, right? Yeah. And he was saying, like, when people win the lottery... He's like 70% of them yeah, lose all of their money and go bankrupt because they don't identify themselves as like a millionaire yet, yeah, right? right? Yeah. So it's just like you kind of have to, but how do you build yourself up to being this rich and successful person if you're not? Yeah. Right? So it's this really weird thing where it's just like if you want to become something that you're not, you have to believe that you are that something. Hmm. But in a sense, that's delusional because you're not that thing. Yeah. Right? But it's just, I mean, even in a, like, uh, oh, what is it? It's How to Sell with Brian Tracy. He okay. talks about like envisioning the person that you want to become and trying to act that way to become that person. And sure. over time, you become that person. Yeah. And then even besides that, uh, in uh, uh, how, to, how to Think and Grow Rich yeah. through uh-huh. Napoleon Hill, yeah, yeah. he talks about the same thing. Like You need to become absorbed in becoming this person yeah. and have a vision board and always try to think of what it would feel like to be in possession of all mm. those things that you desire. Sure. And only when you desire it like badly enough, then you will acquire it. Mm. So it's just a really interesting thing. And I'll, it's not even that. Like a lot of people have said that. Even Tom Bilyeu from Impact Theory was saying that like he found this house and he drove by this house like once a month with his wife and said like, we're oh, going to live yeah. in this house. That's cool. I like that. Right. Yeah. And then eventually they bought that house. Right. Right. But it's like you need to like almost experience it even if it's not in a tangible way, right. just like through your thoughts and through your emotions and like build that not a vision, I guess. Yeah. That's the only way that you can kind of make it there because when times get hard, which they always do, yeah. like you need something to be able to drive you yeah. and keep pushing past that. Trump did. I just saw two more things like that. I guess this is a really common and probably good then, right, mm-hmm. um, theory of it. But Trump has said that where he's like he had a friend who he was not worth anything yet, but he would buy himself... Um, first class tickets whenever he'd fly places. Hmm. Right? It maybe actually, well, I don't think it was Trump. It was um, Steve Harvey. Hmm. Steve Harvey said this. Okay. And he's like, because once you get into first class, you see how that 
type of person acts. experiences and acts and, yeah. and, and blah, blah, blah. It puts you in that mindset that you are that. Yep. And if you don't have the things actually to be that, it makes you work harder to be able to get that, right? Yeah. Which well, I think is a cool concept. Because it's also like you're the average of the five people that you spend the, your most sure, time Sure, right, yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. And it's like you pick up the habits of your cohort and the group that you're in, yeah. which I think is super powerful. Uh-huh. But I like, I think it was Lex Friedman who said, uh, like, even if you don't have like a really good cohort around you and uh-huh. you can't find a good mentor, he's like, you can find mentors in books. Right. He's like, my closest board. friends are oh, yeah, like in that. books, yeah. Uh-huh. right? Yeah. And, you know, I've been resonating with that a lot recently because it's yeah. like, how do you go and find like people who are better than you that lift you to a higher right. level? Yeah, it's right. Tough. It's like, honestly, it's kind of hard. Yeah. Because you also need that person to be willing to accept you into their group yeah. and bring you to their level. Yeah. So it's like a way that you can do that is by reading books. Like, yeah. There's, someone else said it, but it was like, you can take like 50 years of knowledge, condense it down into 200 pages. Yeah. And now you get 50 years of learning in 200 pages. Sure. And it's just like, that's amazing. Where yeah, else can is. you get that? Yeah. Right? Know, right. So that's why I've been making a big push to read more books yeah, because, you know, just investing in yourself is the best investment you can make. <laughs> right. <laughs> so everybody just, listening, he shot finger guns when yep. he did that. <laughs> <laughs> but just think, speaking of that community, I have something, I just did this uh, master class. Um, oh, did you get Masterclass? I, I, it was just, I don't know. They call those a lot of times now. It was No, just, it was there's a, a website one. called Masterclass. No, no, I didn't get okay. the one of those ones. I do know what you're talking about. I like that one a lot. Um, but it was just a Mastermind, Masterclass, however you want to say it. A free one um, with Colby Sanchez or Cody Sanchez. Yeah, Cody Sanchez, the woman. She buys businesses. You see her on Instagram and stuff, and you'll probably get it now that we've talked about it. But um, the Google er- yeah, algorithm is going to pick it up. Got it. But um, yeah, so she is a uh, her business for this is called unconventional acquisitions. Mm-hmm. Um, and essentially she buys boring small businesses. So mm. businesses anywhere between like one and five million dollars. She buys them, builds them up a bit more and then either sells them or um, or just owns them mm. and runs on and then lives off the cash flow of it. Interesting. Which we, you and I have talked about how I really want to buy a business, right? So this is exactly what she does. Yeah. Um, so I did like her session yesterday. It was like an hour and 15 minutes type of deal where she nice. talked like the highlights and stuff. Um, and one of the, her services or, or I don't know, businesses with unconventional acquisitions is a master mind. Yeah. Where Napoleon Hill talks about this. Oh, yeah. In uh, How to Think and Grow Rich, where it's like you need a mastermind of people yeah. that you pull together and like you bounce ideas off of each other yeah. and like it's exactly they that. push you to get better. Too. Yeah. So it's exactly that. So it's everybody who's either already has bought businesses or wants to and blah, blah, blah. And then it's like 400 people or something like that. Um, and weekly, I think two times a week they get together and they go through a bunch of different things. Right. So like they set over, they set a time where they all go through a deal somebody is working on and then everybody comments on it and like bounces ideas off of them um, and pressure tests it and gives them different perspectives. So it's like a total community thing. And I, I journaled about it yesterday. And one of my, I don't know, breakthroughs or what perspectives on it mm-hmm. was it sounded a lot like my business frat that I was in in college hmm. where it was exactly that. Like you went with your group of, you know, brothers in the, in the business fraternity, girls and guys, but... Um, and you did a interview question mm-hmm. in front of everybody, and then they gave you feedback on it. Yeah, right. And it was a routine thing. I always doing that, 
and then learning from how others did theirs and then the feedback they got on it. So it's just like a, another sense of community, yeah. which I think is something that is so critical for humans in general, right? And especially when that community is so beneficial. So I'm really interested in it. The tough thing is it's super expensive. Yeah. It's like $8,800. Oh, geez. It's crazy. Wow. So I don't think I'll do it offhand. I think what I, and what I journaled about was doing more self-learning. Mm-hmm. So I want to do self-learning. And even if I did do this class, there's a lot of, or the, the mastermind, there's a lot of learning that comes with it. Yeah. That like, it's like a course too. It's like 16 hours of blah, blah, blah and all that shit. But I, I want to self-learn more like the books we're reading. Yep. And then um, I want to do a sales role okay. too before I do buy a business. Yeah. I think the thing that I'm working on right now is like obviously selling a product yeah. or selling service, like actually selling something. There's, yeah. there's obviously really good uh, like skills and yeah. whatever value to have in that, mm-hmm. right? But what I'm trying to do at my job right now is the same thing because it's the same skill set that you need for it, but I'm trying to sell ideas, Yeah. right? So I have an idea of what we should be trying to do sure. and how can I sell that to someone better so yeah. that they're bought into it and right. they want to do it, right? But it's the same thing as selling a service, right? Yeah. You're trying to figure out like, what do they need what do they and care about? how can I best provide value to them, mm-hmm. right? So it, it's just super interesting, but like yeah. I, I don't sell products. So the only thing that I can do is try to sell my ideas better and convince yeah. people that they need to use my That's idea. a great angle on it, yeah. you know? Especially- Easier you know, said than done. But you have access to, right? Yeah, you have exactly. You have access to selling ideas and yourself internally. I right? think selling is such a good skill to it have. It so is. I wish I would have put more emphasis on it Same here. Young, when I was younger. Yep. I think for some reason it gets a, a, well, I don't know why. I know why it does, but it gets a bad- stigma to it yeah you know what i mean people are scared of being ripped off yeah and taken advantage of which is definitely a fear but you know i've been doing a lot of research into this with youtube videos myself but it's just like instead of trying to screw people over which salesmen get bad rap for that but just like what if you flip it to how can i provide this person the most value yeah right like Uh it should be a win-win sales should always be a win-win right like they're coming to me because they have a problem i'm going to them because i have a solution to their problem how can i best provide Mm -hmm. the most value for their problem yeah right yeah and like when you're taking that perspective it really helps both sides right i'm not trying to rip you off and it's like one thing i was watching this one video where it's just like it's okay if you don't have the right solution to their problem. Right. Like you're going to get way more recommendations by going to that person going, Hey, like I, I see your problem. I did some research on it. I don't think I have the right service for you, yeah. but why don't you go over here and take this person? They'll provide better service. Right. Yeah. And kind of taking that win-win approach where it's just like, you're not going to give them shitty service for a shitty product that you have for their problem. You recommend them, but you get so much more word of mouth and recommendations from that. Yeah. Because you're not taking advantage of it. No, you're just putting good energy out there. But so many people have the pressure of they need to perform and they need to get this sale. And you kind of get wrapped up in this world. That's how my dad talks about it, too. Like He's talked about that. You know, it's my my dad Mm -hmm. was the main salesman for his company forever. Yep. um, And really, really good at it. You should talk to your dad about sales. I do talk to him about it a bit. There's a program, too, that he's given me access to Sandler training for sales. Okay. um, Which is like their sales training program. Nice. As an organization, so... I need to get better. Um, I need to actually follow up on that. But um, but yeah, he's talked about exactly like how you just described it. You know, people have a need and you're just helping them with that need. And there's value behind that. It's yep. not like taking advantage or, um, 
a lose, a win-lose situation yeah. or anything like Where that. Where you win, they lose. Yeah. Because they get shit service and you get their money. Exactly. Like, oh, I got you. Right? Yeah. Like, I use yeah. cars, but salesmen. Come, yeah, but the problem know. is, is that, like, a lot of the world, like, I, I forget what the saying is, right? But it's just like, for every sucker, there's a dollar, right? Right, And yeah. there's a lot of suckers out there. Yeah. But it's just like, you can get away with doing that. But you can also do it, like, in a more... Uh, ethical yeah ethical way mm -hmm. right where you're not screwing people over but like you know you are there to make money but do it in the best way possible yeah but it's like a yeah but you're it's a skill you're it's providing, also a skill to do that yeah for sure but you are provide. I think the key is to actually have value behind it, yeah. behind it right mm -hmm. like Alex Ramosi talks that way like if you are are producing value and you're bringing value to the world it's right the results will come yeah exactly yeah but it's but it's a skill to, do to, that. to actually get the sale. You know, that is an absolute skill. So Yeah. Yeah, I want to, I want to hear my brother do a, um, a you sale. Sh you should ask to listen in. I've never really heard him talk before, you know. You should ask to listen in. Yeah, that'd be interesting. Yeah, it would be interesting. But, uh, all right, I think i got to wrap up here for today. Okay. got some things i got to take care of. Sure. But, as always, this has been a pleasure. Yeah, buddy. It's been great. Absolutely. Uh, hopefully, we can continue this and keep this rolling along. Yeah, we will. And until next time, see you, my friends. Signing off. Ha, 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 ha.